At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, don't look now, but after months and months and months of talking about prices climbing, we're going to switch things up today. There are a few signs we may be on the other side, at least in some instances, um, for now, maybe. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, think about it. We've seen the price of the pumps fall, which has been very, very nice. Uh, some crop prices have really come down quite dramatically, in fact. Uh, some food prices have come down. Lumber prices have come down. So we're seeing some relief in some areas. But what does it mean? Can we get ahead of ourselves here? We're going to find out with Jonathan Dreger, who's a Manitoba-based analyst with Left Field Commodity Research. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, I mean... I guess, above all else, it's nice to have some price relief to talk about for a change. We haven't had that for a little while. Uh, no, that's that's very true. And, and you know, in your introduction, I, I think in some ways you phrased it well, that uh, we want to be a little careful about maybe yeah. not getting too far ahead of ourselves. But, but but you're right. It's nice to see the price come down a little bit at the pumps and, and maybe a little easing in at least a few areas anyway. Yeah, but when we take a look at big picture inflation, like you said, it's probably a little too early to say, oh, we've made it. It's over, right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair, and and I think it's it's one of these where, I mean, it, 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 we we sometimes like to think of these things in sort of uh, linear, straight line, simple terms, and and inflation can be a little bit more complicated. You know, there's there's multiple things that do contribute to inflation. Uh, sometimes it's you know, for example, let's call it a demand pull, and and whether it's a roaring economy, whether it's uh, excess government spending or, or various things, you know, people maybe just want more stuff. Uh, then there's the other part of it, too, where, uh, say, for example, we've all uh, heard about uh, supply chains yes. with COVID, and it's just hard getting things uh, moving, if you will. Uh, and, of course, that can drive prices up as well. And then there's also the, the commodity price component. Uh, and if you think of, of anything that we consume, whether we eat it, whether we you know buy it on a shelf or whatever it is, there's a huge amount of, of energy that goes in that product, whether it's the manufacturing, the transportation, the you know the keeping the lights on in the store, whatever it is. So 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 there's a lot of different things that that work into inflation. And, and so you know certainly commodity prices are are one part of that. And, and in that regard, we have seen some relief anyway, but uh, it's not the whole story. But again, at least, uh, you know, something like when you fill up your car, it's it's very uh, direct and immediate and something we all feel every week. And so yeah. uh, it, 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 it feels good when that's at least a little less expensive. Yeah, absolutely right. And you make such a great point. Like that touches almost everything that we buy when you're talking about the price of gasoline alone and what a difference that can make to overall inflation. You can't discount the fact that that's a huge, huge component of it. Oh, there's no question, you know, and, and again, you know, there's been a lot of talk about inflation at the grocery store, and, and rightfully so, and of course, that's something that, that impacts everybody, uh, everybody eats, and yeah. it's one of those that is, uh, maybe has an even bigger impact on those households where uh, that food bill is a higher portion of disposable income, you know, that there's genuine real pain for a lot of those families. Uh, and, and so when we, again, we think about, uh, you know, grain prices or, or food prices coming down, uh, certainly that helps. But, but there as well, you know, there's a, there's a big energy component that 
goes into that loaf of bread, for example. Yeah. It's not just wheat. So, you know, as you mentioned, that, that energy component weaves into absolutely everything. And aside from just the price of gas, which uh, I think we agree is, is probably the biggest thing here, but when we're seeing, you know, the price of crops coming down and things like that, is it supply lines? Is it the fact that they're starting to get some crops out of Ukraine? I mean, what are some of the factors that you're looking at and saying, okay, that's, that's explaining what's going on here? Yeah, there's there's definitely a few parts of it. I, I mean, one of them, and and uh, certainly for for your listeners and those of us in Western Canada, we we know how uh, incredibly dry it was last year, and, and just the terrible crop that we had almost across Western Canada. Yeah. And, and overall, you know, the crops look look considerably better this year. Not everywhere, but but overall, the crops look better. Uh, that certainly helped uh, pull prices down a little bit. Uh, I, I think some of that extreme uh, uh, run-up in prices in the winter was an element of, of uh, the shock of Russia invading Ukraine. As you mentioned, there's some grain coming out of Ukraine. It, it's not a huge amount, but in some ways there's an element of uh, the market sort of, uh, I guess, maybe learn to live with the circumstances, for, for lack of a better term. That, that sounds a bit callous, but from a market perspective, you know, they've sort of I think understood maybe a little better what the dynamics will be out of crops coming out of Ukraine, whereas the initial shock of the war, you you just don't know. Uh, Production improved in some areas. So there's a combination of things, but but certainly, you know, we we have definitely seen crop prices come down considerably, say, over the last number of months. Now, having said that, you know, they're still very, very high from a historical perspective. And so, you know, that's that's uh, that's also something to keep in mind. It's a little bit when, you know, crude oil at, say, $150 a barrel, it's like, wow, that's really high. And like like it only comes down to 120 Well, it's a big drop, and yet 120 is still really expensive. So, you know, that's a bit of an analogy in some ways to, to crop prices as well. You know, down off their highs but still very expensive historically. And, and you make a great point, because when we talk about inflation, generally speaking, like if you, I mean, our numbers won't come out for a week or so here yet, but if you look at the U.S. numbers, everybody talking about inflation is down. Um, yeah, okay, it went from 9.1% down to 8.5%. It's still <laughs> incredibly high. Sure, it's better than it was the month before, but 8.5% is still, I mean, that's a massive number. Oh, oh, there's there's no question, and and I think uh, there's no doubt there's an element of uh, how we say it. There's probably certain individuals, political parties, or whatever it is that that it's in their interest to oh, try sure. and frame the inflation problem as maybe being uh, uh, less of a problem than it is, and so they're going to frame it in as favorable a light as possible. And you're exactly right; inflation is still in, incredibly high. Uh, the, the other thing too, I, I think, and this is maybe you know on more of a forward-looking basis, is you know inflation is compared to say you know, year ago levels. And so as we go forward, you might see the rate of inflation start to slow and everyone's going to feel, oh, great, you know, inflation is coming down. But but you look at, say, what the comparable is a year ago, yeah. if it's an extremely high price, you know, you have a low rate of inflation, but that's still building on a high price. And so that's a that's a very different thing than prices you know, say, for example, things getting cheaper. Uh, I'm not sure that that's in the cards. We might see a slower rate of increase but it's still an increase from a very high level. And, and so that's also uh, an element of, let's call it reality, relative to maybe some some framing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I, numbers get released, right? So, absolutely, yeah. for sure. So, you know, from somebody in your perspective, you take a look at it and you're watching the trends, like you said, you know, and we're starting to see things um, not go up as fast, not necessarily drop. Mm-hmm. But how long of a time frame is it before you can start to say, okay, it looks like we've established a direction here? Yeah, that's that's a little bit difficult to say. I, I, I do think we're going to need to see a little more time pass here. And, and again, I, I think there's different components of, of inflation that will weave its way in. And, 
and and some of these things are, are difficult to predict. Like you know, for example, you know, the, there was talk of recession in the U.S., and of course, there's framing there as well. But if we see a slowdown in in economic growth, for example, that that maybe helps a little bit, just because the demand part starts to ease. Uh, I, I have to think that that as time passes, some of the supply chain bottlenecks should improve. Uh, and I think that's just a function of, of uh, uh, people in business and companies being innovative, and it's in their best interest to try and improve things. And so maybe some of those things pry loose. And so I think all those things will help. I think on the commodity front, I think there's a pretty compelling case for energy prices to stay high. So I don't know that there's a lot of relief coming on the energy front. Uh, and crop prices uh, is largely dependent on weather. I, I think we could yeah. maybe see crop prices, you know, kind of maybe plateau and come down a little bit. But, you know, unlike, say, crude oil or mining, which is sort of, uh, you know, year in, year out, doesn't change that. It changes, but but it doesn't have that weather component. Whereas, uh, you know, grain markets, is, uh, you know, weather is such a huge component. You might have a wreck, you might have a bumper crop, and then you hit the reset button and the yeah. next year looks different. So, yeah, so so there's these, I, I think all these different components have a different role to, to play and you know, hopefully before too long seeing uh, you know seeing some improvement on on the inflation front yeah and uh, and like we said we'll take whatever relief is there and we won't look a gift horse in the mouth but there's more to it Absolutely. Jonathan thank you so much for your time I really appreciate you joining us yeah my pleasure happy to be with you thank you very much that's uh, Jonathan Drieger who is a Manitoba-based analyst with left field commodity research uh, good stuff thanks very much Jonathan